Stars at night are big and bright Deep in the heart of Texas The prairie sky is wide and high Deep in the heart of Texas The sage and blue is like perfume Deep in the heart of Texas Reminds me of the one All right, all right, all right Welcome to Chicanery. I'm Ed Gidry. I'm here as always with my F1 Sherpa, the sheriff of the internet, Andrew Z. Gutu. Z, hey, yo. what a fucking race. Yep. Hell yeah. We are going to talk about Red Bull uh, on top of the battle with Merck. Uh, Max Verstappen, just an absolutely brilliant drive and just some good old fashioned American made television. Just some classic producing from uh, ABC. They really... Uh, uplifted the sky broadcast to a degree we have not seen this year so far we're going to get into jamie chadwick who won the w series and uh, some questions about look can she drive in the nf1 and is it time to give her a potential path towards f1 um additionally we're going to talk about checo being dehydrated which was devastating and this was the largest crowd of the year it wasn't at monza it wasn't in europe at any way it was in texas tejas Austin, Texas, um, pretty impressive. So let's get into the race, Zeke. Let's overall takes first. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, who'd have thunk it? You know, coming to the uh, the media market of the world, you know, the biggest, the best. Uh, finally, kind of ironed out all these issues we've had with the uh, the broadcast as of late, and uh, God, they put so on bad. they probably put on their best, you know, coverage show. The direction was the best it's been all season, as far as I'm concerned. They basically all of a sudden turned into a Super Bowl broadcast. I don't know how they did it from what the races that we've seen earlier this year, but wow, it was a it was a total departure. Yeah, it was uh, kind of lucky for ABC in a sense that you know uh, you had all this you know afternoon football on, and uh, they got lucky to have one of you know, the major networks actually get to broadcast this. So I'd love to see what the numbers are. I haven't seen them yet, but I'm sure that. You know, it did gangbusters. So, you know, well done, F1 and Liberty Media. I'll give you some credit this time. They deserve some credit, finally. They mm-hmm. finally earned some credit, I should say. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, it was they'll just lose, They'll lose it next race in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll go down to Mexico. <laughs> They're going to fuck it up. Don't worry. European ways, for sure. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, the direction was great. And we'll talk about it a little bit, a little bit yeah. more extensively later. Absolutely. But, um, lo- I mean, even, like, lap one was entertaining. It was it felt Fuck like it, a fucking yeah. horse race almost because Intense, it was man. like it was like you come out it almost felt like a quarter horse race for the first fucking uh, lap because everybody was knowing that they needed to overtake quickly lewis to overtook max in turn one max didn't normally you know max has been turning his tires in, especially when he's p1 he's been turning his tires in front of his competitors to try to get in front of them and then use that red bull yeah. you know turning ability Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the speed around the corners that they have to, to sort of withhold, to, to hold the lead down didn't happen this, this time. Lewis blew by him. I think it was a turn. Was it after turn one or was it? I can't remember it, exactly where it was. I mean, it was quasi turn one, you know, it was like yeah. turn one into the, you know, the beginning of those ass sections. It was, uh, probably one of Mercedes' best starts I've seen in quite some time. You know, uh, you've seen Bottas have some issues and, and Hamilton as well. Usually, Max. You know his reaction time off the uh, the lights going out is like usually impeccable. Yeah. This time it was it was just a fail on Max's part. Christian Horner even said later in the broadcast, you know, when they asked him about it, uh, 
you know, they, they asked him and he said, you know, I don't think it was a perfect start by by Lewis, but I do think it was a bad start by by Max or an average start for that matter. And I think by the timings, the uh, Max was probably like three one hundredths, you know, mm-hmm. uh, slower than Max on the uh, the acce- I mean, than Lewis on the accelerator. But it was uh, it was balls of the wall in the turn one. That's what you want, especially at Coda, you know, with that high, you know, rising track, that elevation that yeah, comes into play. One is, turn one goes up, what, 30 meters or something? Yeah, it, it looks like there's plenty of space to take different lines. But if you take any other line than the, the proper one, you're going to get screwed on the exit. So uh, for uh, for Lewis to hold off Max in the beginning there uh, was was pretty intense. It was honestly the worst start I've seen Max have in a while and the best start I've seen Lewis have in a while. Yeah. And Checo, who was uh, third position uh, pull from qualifying, you, I mean, he had been having just such a fantastic week, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it just to, today it just seemed like well, he was, I, you know, for most of the race he was like eighteen seconds behind who, whomever yeah. was leading at the time, whether it was Max or Lewis. He just could, he yeah. wasn't ever in the conversation, and we couldn't figure out what the hell happened. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the guy says, "I haven't been able to drink water since lap one. I can't believe he's still fucking alive." Yeah, he looked like shit after the he race. Did. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Yeah, he was had his head head in his hands, and uh, uh, you know it actually came out. I read a story actually before we started recording that he had uh, the stomach flu this this past weekend. Oh my god, well. that's even fucking double whammy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know the veracity of that claim and how accurate it is. You know, it's the internet, but uh, I did read that Wait, he did have stuff some... on the internet that's not true. No, believe it all, folks. Thank God. I thought you Believe were about to it. uproot my entire belief system. Yeah. Well, you should. I mean, you could go <laughs> protest the, the vaccine mandate like fans are doing over at uh the Barclays up my Center. Signs right now, yeah. And uh, did you see this? Yeah, we'll talk about we can talk about that later. But we have anti-vaxxers out there sticking up for Kyrie. But I mean, you know, it was it was just a, it was a bad weekend for for Checo if you if you think about the you know, health-wise, but he he persevered and he he came through like with a great race at the end. You could see that. You know, he said his yeah, hands his were cramping up. Were fantastic. I mean, yeah. like, he was really trending up. That's why I was no. kind of shocked. The I was shocked that he stayed in third the whole time and was not really. I mean, he was really fighting with his own biology. I mean, he said this was the physic physically. This was the toughest race he's had in his career. Yeah. And he and he pulled out a P three. And you know, I mm-hmm. mean, it was just like when I as soon as I heard it, and he's like, "I have a problem with the drink." You know, I was like, "Fucking Kimmy, 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 Kimmy!" Just goes through my head. And he's like, up the drink. The fucking drink is broken. The fucking you drink know? is so, broken. <laughs> so I, as soon as I heard that, I, you know, obviously the memes started flying, but uh, it, it was tough. I mean, he persevered, man. It was a excellent drive for Checo, and you know, he's been trending upwards the past couple of races. After having a, a rough uh, second half uh, start to the season, so Monday, you know, we're good... gonna get like an Instagram video from Formula One where it's like, gonna be like like Kimmy like bringing Max like a I mean bringing Checo a big uh, like yeah. Yeti bottle of water it's or something Hydro like... homies yeah <laughs> I mean and guess what you know this next race Masses can't get the drink hooked up yeah and the next race is his home race and I mean Texas actually was kind of a quasi home mm-hmm. race for him like just like you know Austria is for Max or Belgium. Yeah, you know the Tex Mex. Uh, you know the the fans were out in force for him. He got a bigger cheer than Max when he was oh, doing yeah. his interviews. I mean, the che- it was great, boy. I, you could really tell that the fans were. I think the fans in Texas represented what we are and what and what I, on the social channels I see that most F one fans are just like anyone but Lewis. <laughs> and then after that, my favorites. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody kind of has that hierarchy of uh, priority. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you know, we bust Texas's balls a lot on this podcast, but, uh, you know, that's I just I just do that for the demagoguery and their politics. Right. The, the citizens of Texan of Texas showed up. They came correct. 
They represented the United States well. So uh, uh, high praise on the Texas. thousand yeah. attendees, apparently. Yeah, for yeah the, high for praise. The, for the weekend. Yeah. High praise on the Texas fans. You represented the United States well. Uh, the world that we are a uh, we're becoming f1 you know uh a fandom you know one to be yeah. reckoned with and that there's a culture developing here so it's it's it was very nice to see that i was super stoked i was i was too and if there's only if there's one critique i could have <laughs> it's, yeah it's haas hill should be blown up <laughs> like there is no need to support this team bro yeah i can't it was embarrassing just, they did you see what happened uh... they don't did... deserve any fans from the United States simply because Gene Haas happened to be born in this country. I don't care. I mean, he's yeah. half the team is owned by Russians or whatever, but he's crooked too. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but fuck, he sucks. So that's, yeah. that's bad enough. I mean, I mean, he's just actually being that big of a loser is bad enough. First lap, uh, Mazepin's headrest came up. I just saw a replay of that as well. So, uh, like while he was, while he was going out, you know, that headrest that they plug yeah. in once yeah. he had, the drivers in there came out, started flapping in the wind. He had the box on his first lap. He also got a black and white flag. I don't know if it was for for track limits exceeded three times, but he. I mean, is just. It's a, hard to believe that that Nikita Mazepin could even exceed any kind of limit whatsoever because he's so slow. Yeah, yeah, the egghead. I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, how did you go outside the line? You're going so fucking slow. It's hard to believe you could even exit this track. <laughs> it was windy. Stop. It was windy, Dad. <laughs> it was a crosswind. Yeah. Papa, it listen, was windy. Listen, the crosswind was so bad. I, I tell you, Papa, the... it was windy. It was Mick's yeah. fault. Blame Mick. Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> once again, It's it, it, it feels like we're we're all, why do we all have to pretend like this guy is capable of being in this sport? He's not. He's not. He's just he's just got the money to be able to do it. You know, this is his little fantasy. You know, this is his little cosplay that he does. And, you know, he's a billionaire and he's an oligarch. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. I think that brings that's a perfect transition. The fact that Mazepin shouldn't even be in Formula One is the perfect transition to just cover the fact that Jamie Chadwick is now. Well, it's not two years in a row, technically, because 2020, the, the W Series didn't take part. But. Uh, 2019 and 2021, Jamie Chadwick basically was back-to-back in the W Series to win. They're in Formula 3 cars, from my understanding. I believe it's like the Alfa Romero Formula 3 cars. They're all standard. You know, everybody's in the same kind of thing. So it's real egalitarian. So that Mm -hmm. shows that this woman can drive. Uh, She's a Brit, if I'm not mistaken. And it sort of brings in – it's, you know, when I I watch the highlights from the W Series race, I'm thinking to myself, the truth here is like – Okay, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's 10, 15 guys that are better than her in Formula 2 right now, Formula 3. Who knows? But she probably hasn't had an opportunity like they have to be cultivated all the way out. But I'd say that the performance that she's displayed so far means that she should at least have an opportunity to path yeah. into Formula 1. Well, I think, you know, what should happen, obviously, uh, we're in our last five races now. Yeah. Um, As we, you know, get Well, that closer... was the last W Series race, to be clear. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, so, but we're in the last uh, for the for F one. We're in yeah. the last five races. So obviously, it's gonna tur- it's gonna things are gonna shake out eventually. Where you know, no matter what, certain teams are gonna be in certain positions. They can do nothing to increase their value or not. So, give her a free practice session. Get her in a car. Let's see how she does on a track. You know, whether it's Qatar or, or actually, she won't be allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia probably. But <laughs> oh boy, you know, <laughs> you know what? That we're gonna have to talk about this on another pod. That's probably yeah. not so race related because. This yeah. is 
this is a this is a question that I think brings in some real. This is gonna this is gonna be the thing that F one is gonna have to confront some of their political demons that they that they just pretend don't exist at this point. Ah, they'll gloss over it just like you know we races one bullshit. You know we, we race we, one we, tyrant. <laughs> yeah, we ha- yeah we have end racism in the beginning of the uh, you know uh, the races, and we have these you know big grandiose gestures and all this shit, and it's all bullshit. You know. Uh, some of the drivers, you know, have called them out on it, you know, so, uh, you know, Sebastian Vettel's like one of those guys, you know, so it's been he's it's the been, best. I fucking love Dean. Did you see what he did when they were doing the driver's parade when they drive him around the track? Uh, they said, hey, you want to say something in German to your fans, Vettel? And uh, he said he said in English, he goes, please don't litter, guys. Can everybody who's here at the stadium please pick up after themselves? Because he was at. I, don't know, I think it was Monza. I think it was Monza. he was cleaning up trash from the stands. Not you know, only after that, the race. I saw that uh, the Aston Martin team tweeted out or or posted on their Instagram that like there were pictures of fans, Aston Martin fans, real menches. Okay, yeah, they were man. picking up in the fucking stands because Good. they were like living by uh, Seb's fucking uh, model. Like that's Good. pretty badass. That's like, awesome. Yeah. And I it's saw, not a bad thing to pick up litter and try to take care of your environment, folks. No, you know, he's just trying to not spread a great message that we've been trying to spread for such a long time. But you know, to you see some of this trash at like at Spa yeah, and all feels, these other it places, feels it's disgusting. disgusting. It feels disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. But I want to get one more thing about Seb before we move on to the uh, to uh, really the bad luck for Pierre Gasly. But yeah, so there was a stat that came out today, and I, and I'm. Once again, I'm like, don't don't quote me on it because I, I saw it seven hours ago. And we've drank a lot since then. Um, it was or you like, watched a Bears game where you wanted to shoot yourself. <laughs> I did not watch the Bear ga- Bears game, but I did see the uh, score and I apologize. I'm yeah, sorry. Bad. But mm-hmm. um, essentially what it was like, it was overtakes for the year. And Seb Vettel was at 109. Well, one, 100 is the last number uh, I saw. Oh, okay, hell yeah. 100? Okay. All right. Yeah, but, that was the last number the I next, saw. Who was the second most? Probably Alonzo. I bet it's Saints, Alonzo. Uh, Carlos Sainz was... Uh, and then yeah, Alonzo, Alonzo was second. You're right. Alonzo was second. Yeah. But it, I think he was like 20 overtakes below Seb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seb is like, I mean, he's in the back. He's like, first of all, that As- that Aston isn't performing uh, performing as well as it should be. So he's mm-hmm. he gets stuck, you know, behind a lot of you know lesser competition. So he's had more opportunities. You know, Lu- Lu- Lewis and Max probably have like probably like 20 overtakes all season, 15 overtakes because they're in the fucking front of the pack. That's true. That's they have true. nobody easier to overtake yeah. from the back, especially you get a new engine. When you have a new engine, you're, you're yeah, and that. he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he did today. So, I mean, yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Vettel. Uh, I mean, I think he's still a great driver. Uh, Aston Martin has really shit the bed this season though, with development of this car and they've blamed it on the FIA with the lowering of rake, uh, uh, reg changes the the lower rate cars. Have They're been getting that wind more. tunnel though, Zeke. Next year they could that wind tunnel. Well, they yeah, but also fucking Mercedes. The Aston Martin is a copy of the Mercedes. So what what's Mercedes' excuse if you guys have performed so shitty? So you know, like you know, take a look in the mirror. You know, Otmar Sa- Sa- Sandsfauer. You know, take a look in the mirror and Mr. Stroll, Daddy Cash. You know, go Larry take a look. Stroll. <laughs> yeah, Larry Stroll. Uh, and uh, you know see that it's you guys who have screwed up the development of the car, you know, because Merck is obviously still, you know, neck and neck with, uh, with Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, there's, there definitely have problems at Aston Martin. I have to say though, uh, and again, we'll get to Gasly. This is one last point on, on, on the Aston Martin front. I think that Lance Stroll has driven better in this season that I've watched than I anticipated, even though mm-hmm. I know the car is not performing up to par, 
but and maybe it's just that Nikita Mazepin is out there, so he's like being compared to like you know a uh, another pay driver. Yeah, another pay driver. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. It does, okay, I'll just come on and say it. It's another <laughs> pay driver situation. He definitely seems like somebody who is trying, working his ass off. I mean, if Mazepin is working his ass off, that's scary because he's so bad. But mm-hmm. Lance Stroll does, is not driving as bad as I thought he was going to be in the beginning of the year. Well, yes, uh, this, he's he's an underrated driver. Uh, I, Lando and him have had some run-ins, and Lando doesn't like him. But I think Lance is a, a talented mid midfield driver. I'm not saying he's amazing, you know, or, or you know, he's the next coming of anybody. But he's a great you know midfield driver. I think he's just because he's so awkward, especially in some of his drive to survive interviews mm-hmm. and like uh, I've I just people get rubbed the wrong way, especially because daddy's cash, you know, they've made songs about it and, you know, and Larry, you know, basically buying his son a seat um, yep. kind of throws people for a loop. But, you know, I think that that Lance is actually a decent driver and, uh, you know, too much hate is put on his name, in my opinion. No, I, I, I agree. And I think I've, I've been partly guilty of that. And I'm kind of coming around that I, that I was wrong about it, but <laughs> I, as, like, and as much as I love having Aston Martin in F1, that racing point, that pink livery looked so damn good. And just not having just not like having it in. I like the green, weirdly. The I, I don't know. I, I, the pink looks stupid. I love it. Me, I love it. But I think there needs to be a pink car on the grid. It looks yeah, yeah, so right. good. It was, I mean, it was fun to have. It was, yeah, it was, dark it, green just looks like black, you know. Yeah. So uh, it really, you can't really tell the car part. They put in that little pink from last year, you know, running through it. But it's still, it's not enough. But I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the Aston Martin racing green. It's a great color. But when you're in these high wide shots, it could be a, a Mercedes. You know, it could be any other car. So yeah, the dark. I mean, especially when it's real bright outside. It kind mm-hmm. of if you the darker your green is, it kind of looks black. Um, poor Pierre Gasly. I mean, yeah. he really had a pretty decent. If I remember correctly, he had some pretty decent quality uh, uh, practice yeah, he's, sessions. He's I mean, all right. uh, did he do an engine change? I don't remember. No, he okay. he did not. But. Well, I mean, he probably he might now because uh, something there was kind of a catastrophic failure. It wasn't clear to me what exactly happened. I think um, in the pit they were they were talking about. Well, no, it was actually on the right grid after the where, formation yeah, lap. Right yeah, it was the, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was after the formation lap. Yeah, oh, it was, it was after the formation lap coming. Oh, to the okay, grid. I thought it was before mm-hmm. the formation lap that that, that happened. Who knows? Maybe when it came out of the garage, it had some issues. No, but it I think that's yeah. what it was. I think it was when yeah. they came out of the garage and he set up on the grid. They weren't. It wasn't. I don't think they were fired up. No, I mean, they pulled off that engine cover. They had the entire team blocking, you know, so that photographers couldn't get in there and, you know, steal pictures of their technology and how their, you know, engines set up and all that. And it turns uh, out it was just Serena Williams in the engine all along. <laughs> <laughs> trying uh, to wave Williams, a checkered flag. Like, did you watch that video? Right. No, I, I didn't watch that video, but like, what is, like, why was she avoiding uh, Martin Brundle, like, on the, like, in the grid, like, you're a celebrity and you're like, what? You, you don't serve like any utilitarian purpose in the grid. You're literally there yeah. just to like, and this is your second yourself. race this season. And like what the fuck? Why are you here? Why are he you finally here? got back in the grid? Like, he yeah. like he's just trying to like interview people and you like run away. Like he's some TMZ reporter. It was embarrassing. Yeah. And shout out to a uh, legend, Martin Brundle for going at uh Megan, the stallions, uh, you told me about it that sounds awesome like, I mean, you can't answer that question he's like well i just did mate <laughs> I, was like, I was like fuck yeah brundle he did ask a stupid question he's like she's a famous freestyle rapper do you have a freestyle rapper rap for us you know it's just like stupid english old dude like stupid question and 
you know, the bodyguard tried to shoo him away and she smacked her bodyguard away. She's like, no, oh, it's fun. You know, she was great. She was a good sport about all of it. Okay. And I then have some to check out that clip. I regret yeah. listeners. I, listener. I regret. Yeah. That, thank uh, you. Listener. <laughs> thank you. Thanks listener. mom. I totally yeah. regret that. I have yeah. not seen, seen that clip. I should have done that homework. Oh, dude. Some whack ass fake ass, like beaver dude, like came up to him. He's like, doo, 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 and he's like, well, I just did mate. What are you going to do about it? So I was like, Brundle's an ex racer. So he's like, fuck this guy. That's, you know, it was, it was nice yeah, to see. I love Brundle. He's a legend. Me man. too. He's fantastic. <laughs> Fucking uh, legend. He got great interviews with uh, Rory McElroy. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Bosch. Chris uh, Bosch. St- Stilla. Ben Stiller. Yeah. There's. Still- look, I love my favorite thing was like Brundle's like. Bruno was like walking a stiller. He's like, yeah, he's not, he's not doing media interviews today. Yeah. I've been, um, yeah. <laughs> he's he's, that's what I'm saying. He's a legend. He just like bulldozes that whole, he's like, he's not doing media interviews, but you know what? We're going to ask him a question. Yeah. And, was, and, and Ben Stiller didn't make a fool of himself. He, not he, I mean, all, I didn't dude. think and he sounded, love, you know, and we'd love to have you on the pod. Cause we honestly think you'd be a great guest. And, and uh, it was obvious that, um, that Stiller is a really engaged F1 fan. Yeah, I could do my simple Jack impersonation for you, Ben. <laughs> I don't think Ben Stiller wants to bring up Simple Jack ever again. That's yeah, exactly. Like, the like, movie, the movie where they Tropic Thunder <laughs> is like the the most canceled, yeah. cancel prone film of all time that has not been canceled. Wow, it, it missed it classic. missed it missed the trend, man. Just Dude. just at the right time. There, Tropic there's... Thunder is such a classic, and it will remain so to me no matter yeah. what. But like, yeah. boy, it's crazy that they didn't try to cancel these people. Like, Blackface and uh, mocking the mentally disabled. Blackface That's and, the... yeah. exactly, and mentally disabled people just 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 throw them all under the bus. But, uh, but all for the. But in reality, they weren't mocking any of those people. They were actually just mocking actors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which you and yeah. I both are on board with one hundred percent. Yeah, and it was a great film. I love that movie. So yeah. No, it's fantastic. So, look, I want to get back to uh, back to the grid with you Gasly. Said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, but I mean, I think that Gasly. I do, yeah. not much more to say than it's just I, fucking bad luck. Yeah, and I mean, also, I I figured I was like, as soon and they're like, oh, a okay, engine's fine, everything's fine. I was like, I literally wrote in my made notes, like fifteen laps. Yeah, I was like, I wrote in my notes. I'm like, this is gonna come back, but you know, obviously, we're recording it after the race, so I couldn't look like a cool guy who predicted it. <laughs> do we need us to start? You can just start texting me your uh, your cool guy uh, predictions because <laughs> I have to say Zeke's predictions are pretty, pretty dead accurate. on. They're pretty dead on balls <laughs> accurate, and it, it feels like a shame that we can't share with other people. So maybe I need to start. I did I did share one of them on Instagram, I believe. It was like when when we, we talked about Leclerc and the oh his uh... and he's like, can we make it to the end? Yeah, if I can, I win space. this. I also, yeah. there's like only twenty five laps left. Yeah, um, now you step P one, you P one. Okay, buddy. <laughs> just um, stay in front. Yeah, be fine. Don't let anybody um, pass you, brother. Just don't let anyone pass you. Um, I did want to so, talk about Yuki while we're yeah, on. Yeah, no, that was the next thing I was going to get on. I think that Yuki, uh, his performance has been really consistent, and I mean, especially it was like it's a good transition from from the Gasly situation. Yeah, the same team. But tell the me, Lord about what you and the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh. Yeah, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. In Texas. Yeah. I mean, that, it was it was deja vu, deja vu to Turkey. You know, he held yeah. off Botas for so long, and he was he was really uh, his his uh, racecraft was fantastic today. You know, and for him to finish in the points as well, good on Yuki. You know, he's had a rough start to this season after start. I think finishing tenth in the first race of the season, so everybody's like, "Oh, Yuki's gonna be great." And then you know, he turned into a monster on the radio, yelling at his engineers, swearing all the time, and he's kind of turned into a meme. But since um, 
since recently the the Red Bull has had Albon as his, as his coach, basically his driving coach. I have been fascinated by that storyline. Yeah. Tell me what 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 the what is the situation here, and why is someone who's a reserve driver the key to a younger to, to a driver's success that he should maybe should have his spot then yeah if he's you know i it does that's unclear to me albon should be in one of the it should be in his seat you know if we're going right. to be honest about it but because of all the politics involved especially with honda you know providing that engine they want a japanese driver in that second seat at alpha tari understandable but albon is obviously the the better or more experienced driver we haven't seen him race all season obviously because he's out of the sport this season coming back to williams next year well done albon but um i think i think he's taking george russell's spot yes he will be he will be in russell's spot with latifi over there so uh i think uh uh it was a great move by red bull and probably helmet marco to uh to to say you know you gotta you gotta mentor this kid because He's inside his own head. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's being reactionary as opposed to just, you know, going with the flow with the race. And, you know, he's not understanding what his role is. You know, you're, you're not here to uh, finish P3, Yuki. You're here to get in the top 10, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, just to probably center him, get his mind right. And like, you know, just just to have somebody talk to him because Albon's, you know, obviously lost a seat. He knows what it's like to, you know, underperform. So, yeah, I think it's been extremely helpful for Yuki. I'm really happy that he's he's starting to pick it up and it's. Um, Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. I think so too. I mean, I think it is a sign of things to come. And, and I mean, the two, the back-to-back races with, with the wheel to wheel, you know, battles. Yeah. He showed his metal. Intense. Yeah. He intense. showed I mean, that he can do it when the pressure's up at, at the dude, highest level. McLaren, both Lando and uh, Danny fighting with signs. Those first couple laps, like that was super intense. Uh, it was wheel to wheel. And then, you know, uh, the first Charles... four laps of this race were, truly intense. fucking awesome yeah. they were awesome like uh like a that, like a, a buddy of mine who you know i've had you know uh starting to listen to the podcast he watched the race today which is what we're trying to do that's kind of the goal here that's you know, the and point just, of this folks yeah. we're not getting paid for this by the way yeah. we're just here fucking around exactly we're a couple of assholes who like to have some drinks and talk about f1 yes and uh our uh my buddy you know texts me he's like it's insane how fucking close and fast these guys are through these you know a bumpy track those winding high speed turns where the car's just sliding barely any traction no grip and it's just two right on the edge second. what's that two tenths of a second yeah two tenths of a second yes <laughs> two tenths it's... of a second between somebody handing you some hardware and you just you know you being in a wall and getting, getting minimal amount of points yeah he's... yeah well <laughs> like, that's true that's true you know but it's, it's just you know like except for see... Mazepin, of course of course, Mazda spin. He's, I mean, it's just, you see, you see, uh, how talented these guys are, you know, and it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just a testament to how, how great the, the talent level is this year and, and how good the cars are and how even they are. So it's, it's, well, I we keep on repeating it, but this is, I, I think, been the best F1 season since the, uh, introduction of the hybrid engine, uh, the V6 hybrid. That, I mean, look, I, my frame of reference for this is you, and you have said that over and over again. So I, I believe it because I trust <laughs> you. But I'll say this. I think that it's also indicative of something that you're seeing in sports generally, which is like maybe not football because the variables are so, you know, you can get a lot more beatdowns in football because of people overwhelm other people and that kind of stuff. But like where you got something like this, where it's like it's technology engineering mm-hmm. and it's like the the talent of the drivers as mm-hmm. the variables, it can get so close. I mean, people can make it. I mean, it already is so close just 
from the way that the, the sport is conducted. But I mean, it's the kind of thing where you like when you watch the Olympics and you see someone do the long jump. And I mean, the difference between like winning a gold and finishing out of the medals is is like what two inches? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so it's and it's the more technology they get, the more understanding they have of the race, the closer it's going to get. It's like golf, too. I mean, now now in golf, people are they're just it's so deep everywhere. Is so deep because people yeah. are NBA people are putting is in deep the work. With ta- yeah. NBA is deep. Yeah. Deep, deep with talent. Like you you win in the NFL by 10 points. You blew the team out, kind. you know, totally. so to speak. I mean, you're, you're, you're above the spread in yeah. the NFL. If you win by 10 points. Like, no doubt. That, that's I mean, a that's you know, early. that's a that's a win. You can walk away from being like, hell, yeah, we you know, we played well. You know, so uh, yeah. you can see, you know, like U.S. soccer is starting to, you know, come up and there's not, you know, they're not as great as these, you know, premier uh, teams from Europe or South America. But you can yeah. you can really see that there is a, a talent increase worldwide, you know, with new training centers, new ways to train. A kid can get on diets. YouTube and like, like never yeah. before could a kid in the middle of nowhere, all you have to do is have the internet. And if you have the desire to learn about something, you can fucking learn about it. Yeah, you can. Be and that's an what I think is changing everything. Yeah, you can become an expert. You can try to train yourself. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a brave new world. Yeah, it's a cool time to be alive. I mean, obviously, it's also a fucked up time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, but, <it's> like, <laughs> but there is a cool aspect to it. You know, it's just like there's not enough stories told about all of these kids that are just kind of like getting on the internet and they're like, all right, well then I'll be an F1 driver in five years. Like just literally, <laughs> like that's how fast it's happening. I mean, one day I do want to do a standalone episode on sim to reality driving because I think that's a really interesting topic that doesn't seem to be talked about a lot on the internet, but, Mm -hmm. um, but the world is kind of closing in and the the talent gap is like, just, I guess it's not shrinking. It's revealing itself to be so narrow between people. Mm -hmm. Um, but speaking of the talent gap in the United States of America, we do one thing well, and that is entertainment. Mm -hmm. That is kind of our game. And the broadcast and, you know, listeners, I listener, I apologize if uh, we get a little too into the weeds about broadcasting, but both of us come from the entertainment industry. We like to talk about that sphere of influence and And things we understand. Yeah, (laughs) there's only so many things we can fit in these very small brains. Um, But like, I think that, you know, we were talking about it during the, we were texting about during the, uh, during the race. Well, actually not even before the race started, just the production value was, it just felt like a step above. What's, mm-hmm. what's been going on the last five, six races. Absolutely. Uh, I think there was only one moment the entire race where I was like, what the fuck? Show me this, you know? And that was, uh, there was a back and forth between Norris and signs and they were focused, I think on start replays or something, which is always, it's always the start yeah. replays. Uh, and I get it, but I mean, that I mean, was... this first lap was pretty exciting. So that, uh, for once it really does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I think the, the broadcast, you know, was exponentially better than most of the races this season um the director the race director did a great job of you know not cutting away from great action too much you know there were mm-hmm. some things that could be tightened up but overall probably the best um, direction of the season so far for me I, I thought so too and i mean a lot of that came from the pre-show which i just felt like was mm-hmm. a different maybe maybe this is just homer bullshit but it, it, it to me it felt like it, it felt, just felt like yeah. it had so much scope and like you remember the I mean like and polish the, yeah the Dutch fans really brought some heat yeah you know this 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 year and this felt like you could hear it it was like louder than that even when Max fucking won over there you know what I mean like yeah they should have been at the max level of loud when when uh, Super Max 
gets the checkered flag. Here, it was like it felt like a it felt like four football games. Yeah. Four, so the sound like department, four, you know, the sound the sound department did a great placement job with they you know, did. these that mics must have been as what well. It was. Yeah, it must have been yeah. some good mic placement because it, it, yeah. it sounded intense. It was in it. I mean, it was it, you could see like like we said, four hundred k people there. Uh, it was it was and like you could hear how how much they were supporting Max and Checo, especially. Uh, it was it was fucking awesome, man. It had that Super Bowl atmosphere that you know, like every race numbers wise is a Super Bowl basically with the amount of people watching. So, you know, or a, a intense playoff game for that matter. Yeah. So, I mean, just uh, a NFL playoff game. So, it was it was fucking awesome to see it again. I'm I'm glad that the U.S. didn't disappoint. Uh, you know, I sh- no one should have doubted it that it would ha- that it would be as good as it. We were going to play. But... We were going to come to play. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're like we're like fuck this. We'll show you how it's done, bro. You know, so uh, yeah. they did. They, they were did there a great all job. Weekend. All I know. Weekend, Sky uh, was there. Sky is obviously in charge of the rights and the broadcasting rights, but I'm sure you know, as we talked about in via text earlier, was you know Disney execs and you know the producers and the uh, creative types. Were they like, were going to put the this is on. this is how you fucking do it. Like, okay, you can listen over there with your BBC Sky garbage. Like, let's uh, we're gonna we're oh, gonna show you, you how we do. You can sit in the director's chair. I have no problem with that. We're just yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna tell you when we're gonna cut the specific cameras. Exactly. I'll be with the I'll be in the agency tent. You'll be in the client tent. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was a very professional broadcast. I mm-hmm. thought that also the talent, everybody on air, Crofty, everybody on the ground, the, mm-hmm. Danica. I mean, Danica, not so much. I think she's kind of like, I don't know, she's not used to it, but she's she's American. She, and I don't she think seemed she monotone was, and kind of like, dull, yeah, she was a very know? calm about the situation, but like. Everybody else that I felt was on the broadcast seemed like they were genuinely pretty jacked up. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the drivers themselves in the interviews that I saw leading up to the race were like, holy shit, this feels lit. Like, this is like, everybody's on fire right now. Yeah. I had wonderful breakfast tacos today. Have you ever <laughs> had a taco? <laughs> have you had a breakfast taco? Taco. 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 He was must have amazing. had some brisket in his breakfast yeah. taco this morning. Yeah, they're like brisket. We just boil it till it's fucking rubber. Can I ask this? <laughs> is Christian Horner like a paid contributor to Sky? Because <laughs> I, is there any other team principal that interviews that much during a race? So they pick one principal oh, for okay. every right, for right, every right, weekend. Right. Well, but maybe it's like, I just gotten confused. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's always it's always Christian or it's um uh, the the Polish French guy from uh, Alpine gets it sometimes, but mostly it's been Christian. You know, mm. all season, but. Christian's also willing to actually like answer. There's some tough questions that they gave to him, you know, uh, during the race, which yeah, I was like, I if I was so. the team principal, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm don't ask. No, me we're not going to answer that. No. Sorry. Yeah. Like this is like, you know, we're going into our strategy now, like 12 laps into the race. Like I'm not telling you what we're doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not Mercedes is listening to everything we're doing on the radio and they're going to listen to this, you know? So, mm-hmm. but he's, he's a good sport about it. Uh, I, you can kind of see uh, Christian has been worse in the past, you know, but this year I think he's been calm because he's actually provided Max with a car he can win with. And Checo. And check. I mean, and Checo, Checo, a car yeah. he can get a podium with. That was that was another that uh, Horner had said. He's like, I don't know what he's been eating for breakfast, but I tell him to keep it up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, the guy's got diarrhea, bro. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Don't let him eat breakfast. He doesn't. He hasn't been eating and he's also got no water, Christian. Exactly. He's got no water currently. Okay, yeah, exactly. The guy's fucking the dying in there. You He's dick. burning alive <laughs> yeah. in this fucking car. Like, yeah. you know. By the way, and I think this is a good transition because, like, um, you would think that the Finn, <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, the people that really that that you know, uh, uh, Valtteri 
and Kimmy, you would have thought performed well in this race because of the heat, you know, the, the, the fins mm-hmm. and the saunas, they just, they love yeah. it. And boy, Bottas did not perform well today. He did not drive well. It didn't seem like the car was, was cooperating with him. Um, yeah. What did, what are your thoughts on that? The Merc uh, tends to have problems. And he took another engine penalty, by the way. Yeah, it's, what is it, on seventh unit or whatever the hell it is? It's unbelievable at this point. It's um, a graveyard. And it's, and a, it's graveyard a stupid vision. rule. It's also a stupid rule that once you take over six, then it's only a five-place grid penalty. Like, you should you should be at the back of the grid every single time if you go over that, you know, sixth threshold. I think it's stupid. I think the FIA might look at it next season. Um, but he the, the, the Merc does have trouble when it's, with him not necessarily with lewis as much but with him it has some problems getting through dirty air and overheating and all that so it was i mean yuki i want to give him credit obviously for fending him off for as long as he did but yeah. uh he uh botas did ha- he had an underwhelming race i think he what did he finish sixth or seventh it might have been seventh yeah i, I know ricardo I, finished fifth because i i i Yes, that bet that I and then signs was oh yeah, and then he passed signs, so he finished sixth, and then signs yeah. was seventh. Yeah, and then Lando eighth, I guess. But I, I'm probably screwing it off. But anyways, no, I think Lando was eighth. Yeah, yeah. I think, so I, think I, uh, I mean, some of his fans. Yeah. So he um, he you know it's just a, I guess you know for Valtteri he's had a tough time getting through traffic and he just he just didn't look uh, inspired out there today. To no. be honest. Yeah. I mean, no, a couple like not. Lando didn't look inspired either. You know, so. Uh, at the beginning, you know, then Lando kind of fell off after that big, you know, uh, back and forth between him and Signs and Danny, you know, and then Charles, you know, finishing fourth, second, second race in a row, he's really been performing well, which also kind of leads me to uh, just just how important track position was here and mm-hmm. and how uh, Red Bull's strategy really did, you know, was kind of you know what pushed them over the top in this race and and you know put them past Merck in my opinion. Uh, track position beat fresh tires. Yeah. You know, you, there's the passing was so difficult when it came when it came to uh, Lewis and Max with that Red Bull and that Merc. So, um, you know, Red Bull made a good call by saying, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to undercut. The undercut was very powerful. They gained about six seconds on him when they came back when he came back out. And, you know, once uh, once Lewis got in that dirty air behind Max and, Max, you know, Max got held up by some un- unlucky traffic. And then he got that huge. Then he lucky, got the break. <laughs> the the huge lucky the DRS break from, from, right there was like I, that blew me away, and I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing you could. I didn't know you could do that when you were lapping somebody. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. One second behind any car, and that was okay, like you car, could hear Max when he's like, "Get Michael on! Tell Michael to move this fucking yeah, Michael. <laughs> Tell him to move this up, Michael." Michael <laughs> that Michael, like he always gets shit on, you know, because it's not his call; it's the stewards' call. But he's the race director, so he can suggest things to the stewards. But uh, you know, the other funny thing was like when uh. He got set up by Alpine. He's like, uh, Michael, is it? Can you can you pass somebody outside the track limits? He's like, No, you can't. And he's like, oh, Well, guess who did it the lap before? You know, and you could hear. <laughs> well, you I could hear that was like, a, who who was saying that, that? was Alpine. That, that was Alpine after uh, Giovinazzi. Uh, okay. Passed. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought Alonzo was the one saying it. Alonzo was so hilarious on the radio today, man. He was so weird. Yeah, he he's was like. Funny. And this weekend, when he gave uh, when he gave Ocon like uh, a toe on the straights during qualifying, he's like, after he towed him, you know, gave him some slipstream. He's like, he's like, now that was a good toe. <laughs> like, like what the? <laughs> You're like, dude, he's so. I love Alonzo, man. He just, you know, yeah, I, 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 I was about to say something that I thought would offend you. Then I, then I thought, well, this will offend you pretty drastically. But I think I'm just gonna have to say it now that I've made that caveat. He kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> 
Oh, he kind of is though. He is yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I, know, I don't mean I don't mean to I don't mean to like pour salt on a wound here, but I mean it, he is kind of the Aaron Rodgers of Formula One. Yeah, and he he fucked over Kimmy in that one turn. That was terrible. You know when they when they made some yeah, contact, yeah, yeah. he was, hit the barge no, board on the side of the car. There's some, some. I don't you know. know who gave the commentary that you're talking about though, and I was trying to figure it out in the moment, and then I got distracted by other things. But mm-hmm. it was really interesting shit. I was like, that's awesome. Like whoever said that. Wait, can we do this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't. He, oh, it's oh, against we, the rules. Okay. Well, guess who oh, did it just well, now? Someone did it. That <laughs> he's was, like, you that could, some good shit. You could hear in his voice. He's like, no, it's not legal to pass outside. We cannot do it. No. Yeah. No, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say this is a setup, you know. And you could hear Michael yeah. just kind of like, uh, you know, just pissed off that he was he was getting these stupid uh these stupid questions from teams. Is it okay? Is it is okay? okay if we do this? <laughs> yeah. It was good though. It was good. I mean, and uh, you know, I did also want to bring up uh, Adrian Newey. Yeah. You know, I, and and I think his impact on the on this weekend. And you've been talking about this since Thursday. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had a he's he's the lead engineer at Red Bull. The man's autobiography is called How to Build a Car. You know, he's considered one of the greatest you know race car designer engineers there that has ever you know lived, and uh, he had a terrible uh, cycling accident um earlier in the season and he's been recovering for for a couple months i believe and uh he just got back to the track at turkey Mm. and uh but you could see this from from fp1 from free practice one to qualifying that red bull it looked like shit yeah they did i mean i was really i was like well everybody's talking about it's red bull mercedes and then fp1 it just was like a complete disaster and they just steadily improved the car they steadily improved tell that horner was was happy about the changes that were made as as the free practices continued on and quality happened, he was he was pretty jacked up about it. He yeah, was like, and oh, I, this is working. And I don't know if it's placebo effect and, you know, if this is actually what happened. But, I mean, like, there was a, a steady, you know, increase in performance all weekend. And then, obviously, you know, Max winning. And, to, to you know, he saved those tires till the end. You know, so, obviously, there was some, some great setup that they put the car in. The balance was great. He also did some shit later on in the race. And I was wanted to get your take on this, but I thought it was interesting. It there was a time where he seemed to kind of let the narrative on television, you know, Crofty's driving that narrative plus the cameras, and they're essentially like Lewis just kept gaining on him, he's gaining on him, he's gaining on it, and it just kind of kept, you know, Lewis was like 16 to 14 to 12 to 10, and it just kept going and going. And then it was like when he got to like two or like 1.5, there was like another gear that Max had, whether he'd been charging the batteries up. <laughs> Saving the tires. He I think he was saving the tires and charging the batteries Mm -hmm. and just kind of like letting Lewis think he was catching up. And I don't know if that was a a purposeful strategy, but it was interesting. I think a hundred percent it was purposeful because that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Max is a consummate pro, dude. He's like I think he's one of the greatest drivers ever in F1, and he's so young. Uh he's got so much more time. They call him baby goat on the internet. Do they? I didn't see that. Good man. He's the lion, also. He's He's a baby goat. Yeah, he's 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 fantastic, man. And just like um, well, earlier in the race, he called to his pit wall and uh, he asked, uh, he's like, "What is the uh, how how much how how much more pace do they need than me to pass me?" You know, that's mm-hmm. like a one point three seconds faster per lap is an easy pass, you know, or whatever it may mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. And all of his uh, the only thing his engineer said to him was. It's all about the last three laps, mate. Save your tires, save everything until those last three laps. And he was correct. Obviously, yeah, those numbers. I mean, um, in Mercedes, in fairness to Mercedes, they knew that too. 
Yeah, they both pit walls. And, and, I mean, they're looking they at get it done. They they're looking that. at these these simulations from these yeah. supercomputers that are saying, you know, at these paces that that by with three laps left, these guys will be in striking distance of each mm -hmm. other. So, uh, you know, Max did a great job. Obviously, he held off. He recharged the battery on some of those uh, last couple laps, and then uh, he got screwed by some of that traffic, as we brought up. And you know, Schumacher helped him with the DRS at the end there. And, uh, you know, I don't think he would have lost had he not got that DRS, but it made it more comfortable and it made him not have to push the car. Let's talk about so. how fucking hilarious it is that the only reason that Mick had anything to do with this because Mazepin was so fucking bad that he was lapped so long before that. Yeah. <laughs> that he wasn't even a factor. Because one yeah. of the things that we've talked about before is like how we're just like, dreading in the middle of this championship trace the, the the chase for the world championship between lewis and and, and max we're just absolutely dreading mazapin somehow fucking screwing this shit up while yeah, he's he, being lapped by people he's a he's like a sausage curb he can yeah. screw up your whole race that's like what he is you know and it's he's so he's so inconsequential uh i think i read something along the lines so of like, far that's the problem that's what i'm worried about i'm worried about him being consequential i, I read this comment that said uh mazapin's race could have been an email <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic that was Can fantastic you send that to us for the socials because i need to get that out there i I, so I could be making it up it could have been applied if you to made it up thing. and you can't yeah. find it then we're posting that fucking yeah no do it. do it do it do it yeah, post yeah, yeah. it no i'm not <laughs> posting that we're gonna we're gonna check and see if you you've got inspired or uh it was, we'll you know, people, what, by I, the way, it, hey, everybody listening, we're going to try to give you credit. If we ever find something that we think is hilarious and we want to post it to the socials, we're going to credit you, whether that absolutely. be in the Reddit, the subreddit for F1 or or Twitter, Instagram, whatever. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll credit anybody that, that comes up with funny shit and we want to get it out there because we and just you guys put out some dank ass content. Dude, dude. the F1 <laughs> memes are so, so clutch. <laughs> They're fucking hilarious. And F1 some of the stuff that's not even memes yeah. yet are great. Like, just like the, the raw pictures that F1 puts out, you're like, that's a fucking meme. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i don't Seriously. know that they know yeah. it but it is like there was did you did you see the woman get hit by the tire uh yes. rack when yuki was <laughs> in being interviewed yuki interview yeah that was crazy <laughs> oh. That, oh feel bad for her, but it was funny somebody's like she got hit she turned around she's like oh i'm okay and then she dramatically fell to the ground like a true american about to sue i seriously <laughs> thought it was kelly pk for a second though i'm not gonna lie you heard if you harm a hair on her head <laughs> i would i was about to drive to austin and beat that dude up yeah, I think Max will take care of it. No, I don't think she's even <laughs> in America right now. Honestly, I think she's still in Europe. I'm sure she is. Why wouldn't she come to America, man? This is like all. I, I bet. I, I bet all these drivers. Look, it doesn't look like she was, man. I'm just telling you, I, all of her, all of her content was like all. It was all. Uh, oh. Yeah, all of her content was like reposted. Oh, you're stalking? Stuff. You cyber stalking? No, 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 no. I just, <laughs> just uh, for the job, you know. Yeah, it's um, research. Yeah, no, it's just totally. I've been researching a role that I'm prepared you're to doing do. you're doing your own research <laughs> exactly. that's what you're saying <laughs> but i mean look she had to be proud of the way he drove today like this was this was a superstar performance Absolutely this this, this is like this is one of those uh those championship championship like kind of statement races from max uh he i i, I i'm shocked you know i picked um merc to uh that's to win the race you don't even like merc yeah, and I but you know, this is a Merc track and Lewis has been so successful here and he panders to the fans all the time. So, you know, Dude, uh, those things are fucking brutal. No, I like, just want to first of all, I just want to thank first uh, all, I just want, uh, can I make uh, eye contact with you and just make yeah. just tell you there I just love that you're here and thank you for being here. Yeah, without you, this sport is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, nothing. Angela, Angela, get out the An t shirt cannon. Yeah. Angela, mask <laughs> now. <laughs> Angela, get Roscoe over here. 
I want to feed them vegan treats. <laughs> Which is illegal, I think, uh, to to feed dog legal or vegan treats. For sure, you go jail for that shit. Straight to jail. You got give him some barbecue. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I wonder if Lewis even eats meat. To be honest, I I don't know. No, he's vegan. He's hardcore vegan for sure. sure. Yeah. So and that's why he keeps his dog on a vegan diet, which people are like, bro, that's animal. They're carnivores. (laughs) 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 Okay, eat Angela. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but that dog gets treated better than we do. So, uh, <laughs> like... dude, dude. I mean, yeah, because Angela's taking care of the dog. Angela's taking care of everything. I've never. She's, I've the, never... she's the boss, man. Who's yeah. the boss? Angela Danza. Dude, <laughs> she is all over the place. I've never, yeah. I've never seen. We've been in Hollywood for you know we were in Hollywood for a bit. I've seen a lot of assistants. I, I ain't never seen anybody that's like that. No, the dedication. She's probably like, like if there was like, an, like you know how like Canton has like the NFL Hall of Fame. If there was like a, a personal assistant Hall of Fame, she's I think a it would mini have to be bus. somewhere like in Iowa, because like yeah. that's where all the, the all the great ones come from. Um, it's like Dusseldorf. Or yeah, yeah, no, you had no, you had to be from like nowhere USA to be a great assistant. Or if you're a European, you know, you gotta, you know, yeah, you maybe you're from a shitty small town or whatever. But um, <laughs> she would definitely be in the personal assistant Hall of Fame for just the like the level of shadowing that she does. It's almost like she's like attached to him by like some sort of leash. Yeah, and like he he'll like ride off on her on his scooter, and she'll be running <laughs> and holding running. a bag and his dog, yeah. and like it's yeah. it's it's his crazy. Phone, it looks like, like Sundance all... Film Festival, like. And she's like in the parking lot in Park City. That's what I, th- like. I think that's the reason why you and I find it so funny is because we've seen all these like hovering personal assistants with big time actors and all that shit. And it's just hilarious yes. to see how their needs are catered to. And we see it to like a, the the umpteenth level with with her and Lewis. So, yeah, she's like, she's absolutely makes us laugh. She's fantastic. Yes. I bet. I bet no, she, she, you know, she, she seems, I, I mean, she is yeah. literally one of the best at her job I've ever yeah. seen because like we are watching what they're doing. Like mm-hmm. most personal assistants in Hollywood are not on camera. She yeah. is on camera and she's like <laughs> she's part of the she's show, baby. Performing on she's camera. Really, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just crazy. I mean, which just, also you know, kind of uh if you want to talk about uh just just fails in, in broadcasting, uh or you know, just broadcasting in general, the the driver of the day interview. <laughs> it didn't happen today. I oh, mean I think it happened. Here's my here's my take, Zeke. Oh, it happened. I thought there were listeners of the pod. Maybe they're the second listener. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it happened, and Verstappen was just so dismissive that they just didn't air it. Yeah, they. Yeah, you know what? That's, That's probably it. He's like, "Who the fuck is this? Stay off my Get radio!" Get off the radio! <laughs> fail eighty four, Max. Fail eighty four. Cough. Yeah, Strat That's one. Fail eighty four. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do the way that he talks, and it's. I got to work on it. I tried to work on it a little bit today, and it oh yeah, not, he's Dutch. Not go well. Yeah, you gotta go. I know, Dutch. but it's, it's, it's like it looks like this, but it's it's weird. I don't know. Uh, you I, know, I, it's weird. You know, I work on. Yeah, it. we'll get the max done. Yeah, it's got. It's we're gonna have to. He's baby goat. Baby goat. Hopefully, he fucking wins, man. So he can he can he could just like you know because have some fun because you just look at him. He's so dialed in, man. He's like a he's a killer. I love it. You know, and that's what you want out of these kind of guys. But did you, you notice? See, he's and wound I know up. That, I noticed that. I mean, this is the last thing we'll, we'll talk about before we wrap it up, but. um did you notice on the podium how and I know that Checo and Max are teammates, but it was I thought it was kind of funny how Max just like immediately opened the champagne and then turned his back to Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> while, while like, Shaq while, and then oh, yeah. Lewis like tried to like, hey, how about me, guys? Hey, spray me, mate. Spray <laughs> hey, me. Hey, spray me. We're having fun here. And, and Shaq is meanwhile, you know, one and a half is for his first uh yeah, his first, Shaq's podium. first podium. 
Yeah, it was dude against those just standing next to like Lewis's like five six ass or however tall he is, and like just seeing how tiny these drivers are next to Shaq and Shaq coming out of that weird fucking chuck wagon or whatever the hell it was, holding that the trophy up wagon? like he won. He Shaq came out like this is my trophy. <laughs> I just want to congratulate everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, Mesh with is... you're a champion. <laughs> Oh, dude, it was, so, it was great to see a lot of um, celebrities out there uh, supporting F1. I was hoping that McConaughey would be there. I just finished reading his book, which is fantastic. But It's too busy prepping his run for governor. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> Honestly, after reading his book, I'm like, this guy could fucking win. <laughs> Although yeah. I regret not doing it in an audio book. I actually read the physical book, and then like three of my friends did the audio book, and they were like, you basically missed out on the best part of the book. They said him, his, him, him reading his own biography. Like, Jesus, he's like every two pages, he's like note to self, <laughs> green light. Like yeah. he just like is you know. All right, let's start it back up the whole time. Yeah. So, well, look, Zeke, I had a great time watching it today. It was mm-hmm. fantastic to have F one in America. I can't, I can't believe that next year we're gonna have two races in the states and then. Las Vegas is going to do some reach arounds and maybe a happy ending massage. And hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have three fucking races <laughs> in the United States. Uh, yep. Hopefully we'll be at one of them next year, but uh, it was badass. Thank you all for listening. Um, U.S. Grand Prix, Max Verstappen. We'll see you all next week as a prep for, though we're not having a race on the weekend. We'll see you all next week for a prep for Mexico. 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 Don't max with Texas. Don't max with Texas. Goodbye. The stars at night are big and bright Deep in the heart of Texas The prairie sky is wide and high Deep in the heart of Texas The sage and blue is like perfume Deep in the heart of Texas Reminds me of the one I love Deep in the heart